The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Before we get started with this week's edition of Bench with Bubba, let me talk to you about Draft. Draft Draft.com is one of the coolest new ways to play fantasy sports. You get to draft against you know, three, five, ten-man competitions. There's new drafts starting every five minutes. Your chances of winning on draft are over 80% better than on salary cap sites. That's why you need to try draft. No more getting crushed by the pros. More than one million people have already downloaded draft. You can play in real life NBA, NFL. They have NHL. PGA is a great one. They have MLB. They have them all. It keeps getting better, better, and better. Drafts usually finish in under five minutes. You get paid the next day. The event finishes, but they're fi- and they're filling fast. Every second, drafts are filling. They have them up until your game. Games begin. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, and you have to use the promo code SD Sports. All one word, SD Sports. That's right. Playing a real money draft for free by using the promo code SD Sports. But it gets even better. Draft is so sure you'll love it that they're even offering a money back guarantee up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code SD Sports. Void or prohibited, must be 18 or older. See website for details. Offer must be redeemed within 14 days. Now to this week's edition of Benched with Bubba. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Benched with Bubba, episode 67, your Super Bowl 52 preview. Uh, I've got a couple guests. We have an Eagles fan and a Patriots fan, but more importantly, knowledgeable people on the game and the picks at hand. For all you degenerates out there, we will take care of your thirst. But, uh, We'll go over the basics first. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick. First off, hailing from the great Northeast. You can find him on Twitter at positive underscore Vig. Doc, how are we doing? What's up, everybody? What up, what up? And coming out of the Philadelphia fandom, you can find him on Twitter at Donnie Wrights. Uh, Donnie, how are we doing, man? Hey, doing good. Thanks for having me on the podcast. You know, a little sports DJ action here late at night. Super Bowl. Can't beat it. And you pointed it out when we were talking earlier. Me and B Doc, let's go head to head. Eagles Patriots. Let the best man win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Cause uh last year we were having trouble finding a Falcons co partner on the pod yeah. for Doc. And uh, this year it worked out perfectly. Um let's get into kind of the fun part of it before we get to the brass tacks. Uh, we'll go Doc, then Donnie on these. Doc, where are you watching the game? I'm going to watch it over at my friend's house where I watched it last year. What about you, Donnie? 
Yeah, I watched it in 2004, last time we played the Patriots at home with, you know, just my father, my brother-in-law, and my best friend. Didn't work out too well. This year, uh, Sportsbook Review was going to fly me down to Costa Rica to watch the game on the beach. So maybe getting out of the country might help a little bit of mojo here for my birds. Oh That's my outstanding. God. That That's is sweet. outstanding. Win That's or lose, your win or lose, your winning. So that is great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah correct. Yes. <laughs> okay, so when you're watching the game, it could be alcoholic, non-alcoholic, doc, drink of choice. Oh God, uh, it's probably going to be a very hoppy uh, IPA. <laughs> what about you, Donnie? Yeah, I'm more of a, a hard liquor guy, not a beer guy. So just give me some Crown Royal, maybe Crown Royal Vanilla, and I'll be uh, set. You know, as long as the game, and it depends on how the game is going. If it's going really bad for the Eagles, you'll up the ante. If it's going really good for the Eagles, we'll up the ante as well. <laughs> yeah, I totally feel you there. I've been there before. Uh, I, I yes. get you. Um, yeah, everyone talks about you'll see the avocado commercials everywhere now for guacamole and everything because it's, it's everyone snacks out for the Super Bowl. Doc, not just for, you know, your, your Patriot Super Bowls, which is almost every year, so it's kind of tradition for you now. But um, <laughs> what is your your basically food of choice? Uh, well, uh, my buddy Jason, he uh, he's from West Virginia also like me, so he usually makes up some pepperoni rolls. But um, my buddy Paul makes the buffalo chicken dip that is out of this world, so that's usually a must. Nice. What about you, Donnie? It's got to be wings for me, Bubba. I mean, every single year you pick the best wing place you can get. You just got to put what the order in like two, three days ahead of time. I see you all the time grilling up stuff out there. I'm a big meat guy. So, you know, we might have a pizza pie, stuff like that. But again, I'm going to be in Costa Rica. I don't know if I'm going to be eating chicken wings or, you know, what type of, uh, you know, flavored meat they're going to have out there. But give me a nice wing and I'm set. Yeah, a good wing is always good. Do you prefer boneless or bone-in? Not bone, it got to be bone in. Got to be bone. Same thing with my steak. Give me a ribeye bone in. Yes, absolutely. Oh, bone in, yeah. ribeye. Oh, man. Don't get me started there. Um, <laughs> all right. And then, kind of the last thing is, you know, Super Bowl squares, pools, whatever you want to call them, they're all over the place. Doc, how many of them are you in? One. That is that is discipline. Doc, uh, Extreme. Donnie, Donnie, what about you? Yeah, I'm actually only in one, too. It's not even by my doing either. You know, the wife goes, works in uh, Southern City, Philadelphia, and of course, you know, that big office where the office for me here is just one person. So I really don't have that interaction that much. But yeah, she got me in the one and uh, got some good numbers picked out. So hopefully we'll get some good luck from the, the uh, lady on this one. Nice. 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 I like it. Yeah, I'm, I've cut back quite a bit this year. I, I'm only in like two. And I used to be in a boatload of them. So uh, I figure, you know, if I'm going to win, I don't need to be in all of them. So that works for me. All right. Let's get into the game. We're going to start with the Eagles side of things and go to the Patriots, then give everybody the picks they want, and then some prop bets that we're only tipping the iceberg on these prop bets. There are hundreds of them to go through. Uh, but we'll start with the Philly side of things, and we'll start with you, Donnie. Nick Foles last week looked outstanding. Can he do this one more time to get you guys home? Yeah, you know, the interesting thing when you bring that up, Bubba, when you look at the game overall, and it was shocking to me. I mean, I was sitting there and couldn't believe it because even dating back to forget about how poorly he played in the Oakland game and maybe a possession or two in the Cowboy game. Those were cold. first half. He was equally as bad in that Atlanta game in the second half, somehow turned it on there. Once we got the wind at our back, looked a little bit better. But the Vikings game, similar to what's going to take place in the Dome, it was cold in the Minnesota game, but there was no wind whatsoever. Not the strongest arm, because Doc will tell you, I mean, you watch Brady out there. If it's 40, 50-mile-an-hour winds, the guy throws dimes all over the football field. If this was an outdoor game with a little bit of wind, super advantage, 
to uh, the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. But getting back to your first point, I think he could do it again because the one thing that really scares me is if you can get pressure not the most fleet of foot and certainly not the most accurate guy on the run. One more time, but again, we're talking about Belichick and the Patriots defense. It's going to be tough anyway, but I think it gives the Eagles a nice advantage just for Nick Foles that the game's in a dome. He doesn't have to put up with any of those conditions. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what he can do. Uh, definitely looked amazing that game. And, you know, all in all, like you were saying, is he hasn't been as bad as people make him out to be. I think it's more like people want to find the holes in Nick Foles, and it's just what, what they see. In your opinion, Donnie, what's the offense going to have to do to beat this Patriots team that we've seen when you get Belichick two weeks to prepare can be very, very good? Yeah, I mean, from the Philadelphia perspective on that, isn't it to sound just so easy, Bubba, when you say, you know, hey, we have a great offensive line, the way to beat the Patriots, let's run the football. But that's what, you know what, what do you guys do well? We like to run the football with the great offensive line. He's going to take that away. You know what he's going to take away? He likes those short throws, the easy ones. Zach Ertz over the middle. That's been bread and butter, whether it's Carson Wentz or it's going to be Nick Foles. He's going to take that away also and say, you know what, Alshon Jeffrey, you're going to go one-on-one with a really physical cornerback out there. Can you beat it? Nick Foles, can you throw outside the numbers 15 yards down the field? That's what Belichick does. It just seems too easy to me saying, hey, we're going to run J.J. and LeGarrette Blunt and we're going to you know, do whatever we want out there. I think the Eagles are going to have to put in some wrinkles there because Belichick's going to take away what you do best yeah I, I i agree that's one thing belichick does great and we'll flip this to you now doc and we're talking about the defensive side of the game what what is what needs to be done there to stop them um belichick's great at taking away your number one asset and making you beat them elsewhere what do you see the patriots doing to stop this eagles offense i think we're going to see a lot of uh different uh kind of blitz packages um i think patricia is going to throw the kitchen sink at this kid um, Foles. Um, the thing with Foles is that what I've noticed, and um, I'm really, really disappointed in myself that I didn't take the Eagles for more than I did in the NFC Championship, but Foles is a good quarterback, and I think, uh, you know, the, with the Raiders game and the, and the time before and the, against the Cowboys, he needed time to really gel with his receivers, and it looks like that's happened. Uh, so, but then again, I mean, Minnesota just looked awful, awful. Um, I think they're just going to throw a number of corner blitzes. Um, I think it's going to be pretty much difficult to, uh, you know, just their pass rush isn't the greatest. Um, I mean, Wise is pretty good. And you got Harrison who still can rush the passer. Let's be honest. Um, Malcolm Brown can generate some pressure up the middle. Um, I really don't know what they got in store. It's, it's, it's going to be different, man. It's, uh, they're going to, they're going to just kind of, uh, uh, LeGarrette Blount, that's a big thing with him. I'm sure they're going to run there with LeGarrette Blount, but LeGarrette Blount has been known to fumble. And, uh, Bill Belichick knows that because he, I believe he did in the Super Bowl last year. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I think it's going to be a number of blitz packages, um, I think they're going to mix up their coverage as well, try to confuse Foles, um, and just, you know, this is a big, big step up for Foles, man. I mean, it's, he's a young kid. He's still pretty young. He's relatively inexperienced. I like the kid. I do. Uh, I, I, I think he, he can have some success. Um, the Patriots, what they do really, really well on defense is eliminate yards after catch. They're one of the best tackling football teams in the league, period. 
So uh, they got to tackle well. They can't. They just got to do their job. That's it. That's pretty much it. They got to do their job. And I know it's a silly question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. With all of the coaches that are going to be leaving town after this game, is there any concern with the Patriots? I know the Patriots' way is, you know, finish until finishing. It's over. But is there any concern about a look ahead? Because there's, you know, Patricia basically fired his whole staff last week. Like, they're, 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 um, they're doing two jobs at once right now. I'm not concerned at all. I'm not concerned at all. No, Patricia's just um, – me, personally, I hate to see Matt Patricia go because I think he is uh, – he's a – He's he's awesome, but I think uh, we've been in this position before when we played the Eagles in Super Bowl and back in Jacksonville. Weiss and Cornell they were going to leave too, and um, you know I'm I'm sure I'm sure everything will be yeah that turned out all right. Donnie, you have a, a special guest coming to speak Saturday night to the Eagles. One Brett Favre. Um, what are you expecting from Favre? And, uh, we'll give both of you a turn. We'll start with you, Donnie. What what could Favre possibly do to pump this team up? Like, yeah, I don't know. Is he going to come in and, like, you know, with the sleeveless shirt and just start whipping the football around, making Alshon Jeffrey run a couple routes in there and showing him, like, how to beat man-to-man? Or uh, is he going to give a lot of copper-fit gear out to the players saying, you know, if you're a little bit sore during the game, slip on these, you know, elbow sleeves or knee sleeves at this point? I know he's really good friends with Doug Peterson. So, you know, a guy that's been there, done that. And the good part about it is, you know, Favre can tell the side of, hey, look, we won a Super Bowl here and we lost. Here's what we might have done differently to settle it down. I just thought it was interesting bringing that whole – I mean, why not just, you know, you're going to bring Brett Farvin, why not right behind them trolling Andy Reid? Just, you know, have the whole package and they get that whole Green Bay feel. But I'm sure it'll be something, you know, fun and emotional. I don't think it'll have anything to do with any, you know, taking pictures and uh, texting them out to anybody. But it should be interesting nonetheless. But I'm really interested. And also, what's he going to look like? You know, forget about the sleep. Like, he's going to have, like, the overgrown hair that you see or maybe the full beard that's a little bit gray. Who knows, man? Yeah, he's uh, he's just like got the mountain man look going these days. But <laughs> I, I I think we have Brett Favre on the line. Brett, what do you have to say to Minnesota? Uh, well, I mean, I, I tried hard for you Vikings fans. I tried hard. You guys turned your back on me. So uh, I'm going to give a good speech to the Eagles. Uh, I mean, if Nick can't get the job done in the first half, I'm sure Doug will call me. I know I can still play. Uh even though I'll have my Wranglers on, I know I can play. I mean, Deanna knows I can still play. So uh, we'll we'll leave it at that. All right. That be good. <laughs> no, that, yeah. Not bad at all. Thanks, Brett. Um, Donnie, give me a bold <laughs> prediction. If the Eagles win the Super Bowl, what's a, mm-hmm. like something bold that you think will have to happen, like a, like a big play, just some crazy prediction? What do you got? Yeah, I, I would say for the Eagles to win, I mean, some sort of like freak, maybe because the Eagles have pretty good special teams, not as good as last year. A lot of guys got injured, but like I could say like a blocked punt or maybe a, a dropped punt from like maybe the uh, Patriots side, you know, not flea flicker or let's throw like 10 like reverses back and forth, but something like that's got a flip field position. But I think I could see a blocked punt possibly happening where scoop and score changes the game right away. Maybe it's early in the game and, you know, both teams are struggling 0-0, it gets you out 7 nothing, or maybe you're down 7 and it's midway through the third quarter, you block that, you start getting those feelings back, you can win the football game. I'll go special teams touchdown by the Eagles, probably a blocked punt. I like it because it was all about a pick six that turned things around real quick in the NFC title game. So, oh yes, it did. We know how that mojo can can change things. Doc, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an, an uncomfortable situation. If the Phillies win, what do you, 
what is the Philadelphia Eagles win? Baseball on the brain right now. Sorry. Um, what do you think is like a bold prediction that you see happening? Um, yeah, special teams touchdown or defensive touchdown, a big one. Um, I think it's going to be maybe a strip sack of Brady um, by uh, Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham um, uh, to win the game or something like that. That steals the game or something like that. That 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 would be it. I think. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that later. All right, let's go to the New England Patriots side of things before we give our picks for the big game. Uh, Gronk, you know, last year was banged up, made his appearance, did his Gronk stuff. He's banged up again, and he's, I think it's going to be a continual theme as long as he continues to try to play. Um, we'll start with you, Doc. What's the outlook on Gronk? Because, you know, he's, he's saying the right things. They're saying the right things. Is he going to be fine? This is kind of more just they've been doing things for his own good, or is he pretty banged up? No, from what I hear, they're just keeping him under wraps, kind of playing the card with Brady with the hand with that he did with Jacksonville. They're keeping their 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 mouth shut, not saying anything. He's gonna play. He's gonna he's gonna play. Well, I know he's gonna play. Uh, Donnie, before we get into the big defensive scheme, let's just focus on Gronk real quick. This guy, as everyone knows, is an absolute monster. He he requires his his own game plan to to protect. Um, who do you see being the main factor trying to maintain him? Yeah, we would have had the perfect guy but early in the season versus the Washington Redskins. Jordan Hicks goes down, one of the best cover line or excuse me, cover linebackers in the game. The one good thing and the one really good surprise. I mean, I watched him in training camp and the talk was Patrick Robinson is the worst cornerback in the world. He's probably going to get cut even before he even sees like preseason game three. And out of nowhere, he turns out to be one of the best slot corners in the NFL. Now, I know Gronk doesn't play the slot, but what that able to do is the previous year, we were still so bad at cornerback that Malcolm Jenkins would have to come down and play the slot position at cornerback. Very versatile guy. Now what you're going to be able to do is we still can't match up. Danelle Ellerby's not going to be able to match up. You know, Nigel Brown, we have Michael Kendricks, two fast guys, but at least that gives you a bracket coverage chance where now Malcolm Jenkins, who's a very good cover guy, very physical, can step in and maybe handle Gronk over the top if a linebacker passes him off. But early in the season, didn't look like that was going to be the case, and we'll be back there. So if you're looking for a bracket coverage guy, Malcolm Jenkins is going to be freed up up there, so that should help him out a little bit. I like it. Um... The offense, as, as a grand scheme of thing, Doc, we, you know, Brady, he was just fine as we all expected. Sure, the hand is messed up. They're not lying about it, but he's just fine. You have a, a good fleet of running backs, as always. Uh, Deion Lewis is just outstanding. And you got James White. We know what James White can do on Wisconsin. Um, but what do you think? What do you think the game plan is? Because we'll get to the defensive side in a minute with Donnie. But this Eagles defense is very, very good. Um, what's the game plan? Is it going to be a lot of short passes to you know Edelman and company, or what are they looking at? Yeah, they're going to try to neutralize that pass rush for the Eagles. Uh, Eagles, um, from what I know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they are the best team in the league in quarterback pressures. Um, they have a very athletic – they they have a number of guys that can rush the passer. Um, one guy that scares the hell out of me, not just Fletcher Cox – but Brandon Graham, I think Brandon Graham is the kind of guy that can give Nate Solder issues. Um, he's very, he's quick. This is the thing. And I, I, I said this before the Jacksonville game, when I was talking to my buddy, I said, the most important guy in this game is Nate Solder. If he shows up, turns down Nate Solder, we're going to have a lot of problems. And he had issues. He had struggles. Um, Brandon Graham is the type of D end that can give Nate Solder issues. Um, so I think they're going to try – uh, quick outs, um, quick five-yard passes here and there, 
kind of neutralize that pass rush a little bit, and uh, we'll see. I mean, Jim Schwartz a hell of a D coordinator, but, I mean, he honestly never really had a lot of success against Tom Brady. So, um, But then again, he hasn't had the, he hasn't had, <laughs> but no, but then again, he hasn't had the type. I don't think he's had the type of defense they have in Philly. Philly's just they're very, very good. Yeah, let's just talk about it, Donnie. What's this defense going to do? The pass rush is really good. The secondary's been they, they make big plays. They've done it all year long, and that's obviously one of the big reasons they're here. So, what's the game plan to stop this? You know, high powered attack in New England. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's really a simple back when you go back and say, well, how do you defeat the Patriots? If you're going to blitz Tom Brady, if you need to bring heat against Brady, five, six guys at a time, he's just going to slice you up there because he's smart yeah. enough. And I do agree with the game plan where Brady's going to get that ball out quick. If you watched anything one game this season, if you want to put it in a time capsule, it was the Eagles Giants. Eli Manning, who's an awful quarterback this year with basically in that football game, used that short passing game. They kept setting up the pump fake, which allowed them to hit some deep balls. Eli threw for over 450 yards, I believe, versus the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that same type of thing, but coming from an Eagles perspective, it's the same thing if you go back to the Super Bowls previous. How did they beat him? How did you get after Tom Brady? It's the front four. If they have success, it makes it so much easier to cover because you don't have to bring the extra guy down to the box. You don't have to bring the extra blitz off the corner. You can stay in a zone coverage, even play a cover too deep and say, you know what? We get pressure here. We'll try to make an interception if we can tip a football, but it's the simple game plan. You're going to line up in that wide nine that Jim Schwartz likes to do on passing downs. And if you can get to the quarterback and rush Brady, you can have a success. You're said than done because even when you do get pressure on the guy, still gets the running backs that they have for the Patriots. That's where the damage is going to be done where you just flip that ball in the flat. And it's not even a big game. Just that six-yard play where it says, you know what? I can't even get close to Brady. They're still picking up five to six yards at a time here. Yeah, and that, that's what he does so, so well. If it's the short pass to Edelman or even Gronk, but those running backs, man, you just dump it off. It's basically a running play now, and they just chunk it down the field. Brady doesn't care if it takes 12 plays. He'll just put, put it down the field. Not a care in the world. All right, let's do some bold predictions for the Patriots' victory. Doc, give me something. Uh, Man, uh, I think a bold prediction for the Patriots to win. I think it's going to be a uh, James Harrison interception for a touchdown. <laughs> I love that. What about you, Don? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Before. I'd love to see that. Yeah, it was. That's right. That was that Super Bowl against the Cardinals. Um, what about you, Donnie? Give me a bold prediction. I'm going to say bowl prediction for New England. How about just no freak plays against them? Nobody catching the ball off their helmet and no 45-yard dime into a box, you know, where Manningham is going to catch them on the sideline. I think if they can avoid those types of scenarios, and it almost maybe they broke the signal because when they played the Seattle Seahawks, forget about the interception on the goal line. How about the uh, tiptoe catch, you know, uh, bounced off six times, you know, where they got yeah, the ball. Yeah. I don't know if it was Curse or whoever caught it that ball at the five-yard line. Yeah, just no ridiculous plays, not even a, a special play, a splash play. Just hold the ridiculousness now for the uh, New England Patriots. They should be okay. And let's not forget last year the Patriots made a ridiculous catch as well on one of their last drives. Uh, yeah, you're correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that absolutely. was insane. <laughs> Literally, the game was over. It was over. Yeah. Um, yep. We take this brief break from Bench with Bubba to talk to you about Rotoware. It's one of the best quality shirts in the industry. When I mean industry – all the clothing industry, the fantasy sports industry, because people are rocking it. They're loving it. You're seeing it in a lot of big outlets now. The No other brand 
can compete with Rotoware in terms of quality. They're premium blend fabric, super soft, comfortable, athletic fit shirts. They specialize with a special, special printing process. The design is part of the shirt. Literally, it is, it is dyed and bleached into the fabric. No thick ink. There's over 30 different designs right now. It's just crazy all the stuff they have coming out. And there's more and more stu- stuff every time you turn your head. They have fantasy football, baseball, hockey, basketball, some really cool DFS ones. But everything's great. They have men's, women's, and kids. Check them all out. Go to rotoware.com, R-O-T-O-W-E-A-R.com. Check them out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Rotoware. But the cool part, guys, if you use the promo code DGENS, D-E-G-E-N-S, you get 20% off your order. Again, promo code DGENS, D-E-G-E-N-S. Check their site out. Check them Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. They're always giving away free shirts. And then when you go to purchase the ones you want for you, your loved ones, your friends, your family, whatever, use promo code DGENS, D-E-G-E-N-S, for 20% off your order. Now back to this week's episode of Bench with Bubba. Okay, let's get to what everybody actually tuned in for is some picks. Um, this thing opened up in the middle of the Minnesota beatdown, I believe at around six and a half, if, if I'm not incorrect. It's been bet all the way down to four and a half now. And I was just looking at one site. Every site might be different. I've got about 60% or so on the Eagles right now moving this line. We'll start with you, Donnie. Eagles plus four and a half or yeah. Patriots minus four and a half. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, looking at it there, even it's it's a shame for me because I, I went to the NFC title game, you know, basking in the glory. They have the championship celebration out there. But I saw the R.J. Bell tweets and all the tweets when I'm sitting there saying, hey, look, you know, after the New England game, I'm talking like maybe mid first quarter where they like to put out those early lines. It was at six and a half. And as I was walking out, it's up oh, six and a half, six, you know, five, five and a half. The game, I couldn't even get to it, even if I wanted to take the Eagles. I haven't fired on the game yet, but I do have a good idea of where I'd like to go. And I think a lot of people, the one thing scary about the Super Bowl is, is uh, Bubba, and you've seen it also, Doc, over the years, usually the higher ticket count team usually goes down in the Super Bowl because Joe Public loves to bet this football game. Now I'm sitting here with my favorite team getting what? Yep, 56, 57, 57 or 58 percent of those tickets here lining up. But I do lean on a little bit of solace because when you go back and look exactly what New England's done in the Super Bowl, their quote unquote blowout win was last year a six point win in overtime. I just think these games are designed now just to keep it close out there. You know, forget about the ref controversies or they're trying to, you know, Super Bowl, not let it get out of hand. I just think the MO right now of Tom Brady and the Patriots is let's hang on. I'm the best in the world, the best ever at what I do. As long as we're within a touchdown with about five to six minutes to go, we'll be able to handle it. I'm leaning on the Eagles right now there, Bubba. Plus four and a half. Would have loved to have gotten the six and a half, but it's not available at this point. I think it's going to come down to a field goal either way. It's hard to say that the Eagles are going to win, even though I want them to do that, but I can lean on the four and a half there. I think it's pretty solid. Yeah, I love the four and a half. Doc, what are you looking at? You're a, you're a doggy guy, but are you going against your boys, at least for the spread? No, I'm, I'm probably, I'll probably look at in-game wagering live. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not, no, not doing it, not doing it, oh, not touching it. And I, I mean, honestly, I, I agree with what, what Donnie's saying. Um, when he was at the NFC Championship, I, uh, this totally reminds me, and I think you both would agree, this totally reminds me of when Denver played Carolina. Denver yeah. barely squeaked by New England. Carolina blew Arizona out of the water, and next thing you know, that line was just rocketing up. Uh, this reminds me of that scenario, except, you know, now money's coming in on the dog. And, I mean, to be honest, like all you hear is we like Philly, we like Philly. Oh, well, million-dollar better. Put down $1.6 million. Contrary, well, um, that guy. 
um i don't i don't that i i don't i don't i try to like block my block block that crap out uh who knows who even knows if these you know is it you, you just don't know but anyway um philly is a public dog and i'm sure donnie is not comfortable with that um no but, uh, no. but honestly if i would for if i was not a fan here i'd i'd have to take the eagles i have to but yeah it's just because it's it's just I know it, this is the wrong way to say it. It just feels like a close game. You know, like yeah. it really does. Like two really good teams are going to battle this out. I hate the fact the lines move the way it has in the public and so on and so forth. Um, let's do something we can have a little more fun with the over under at forty eight. Yeah, you know, two teams we've seen play really really good defense this year, but two teams that also can put up a ton of points. Donnie, what do you like on the total? Yeah, you know what's interesting with that? When you look at these two teams, you're right. You know, it's hard to say. Same way I look at, like, a Drew Brees game in a dome. Like, it's hard to take an under the sharp side or not. 48 still is a lot of points, but I still want to get back to the way I think the Eagles want to play football. You know, it dates back even to that Oakland Raiders game, playing good defense. Then you flip it over. Even though it was the Dallas Cowboys coming in, they played their starters. The Eagles played their backups six to nothing in that ball game. Then you look at the Atlanta Falcons game, high-powered offense, fifteen to ten. A little bit of an anomaly last week, where the Eagles got up thirty-eight to seven. They actually, could have scored 45, 50, 55 points in that game, but took their foot off the gas. That game still stayed under the forty-eight. I just look at it this way, saying if the MO is going to be for New England, use the short passing game. That means a lot of completions, a lot of short completions. That means the time's going to run off. Do I think the Eagles want to run the football in this game? Yes, I do. And the best way to beat Tom Brady theoretically is don't let Tom Brady have like 15 to 20 possessions in a game. Keep it low. Keep the tempo going. Use a jaw. Use blunt. And I think in this big game, and we've all saw, I mean, can they go over 48? Sure. But New England likes that feeling out process. You know, no points in the first quarter. You know, a lot of their games uh, at halftime, take out last year's 21 to three. You know, you had what, 10 to nine, seven to three, seven to seven, 10 to, or uh, 14, 14. So a little bit lower end scoring there. I'll lean on the under just because 48 is a lot of points in the NFL. Yeah, no, I totally, totally agree with you there. Doc, what are you looking at? I like first half under. Um, I think this is going to be a very low-scoring first half um, and then look at the second-half number, maybe bet second-half over. But uh, if I had to make a bet on the total, I'd, I'd agree with Donnie. I like the under. Yeah. yeah, good point on that. The over-under, I think, in the first half is 24 points. So you're looking at roughly, let's just say, four touchdowns. And we know the end. I mean, this is a big game. Two weeks off. Everybody knows everything. A little bit of butterflies. Can definitely see them feeling each other. That same thing happened yeah. last Even though it was 21-3, but even scored in the first quarter last year. So I look for more of the same. Correct. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I love, and I've done it years now in a row, about uh, – the first half under in this game. Cause like you said, it's the feeling out process. It's like a heavyweight fight. They're going to feel it out for a while. Uh, you might sweat it a little bit going towards the half when they kind of get going, but you're going to have like a couple drives where they're really just trying to figure things out. So I like that first half under, um, and then the second half bets or whatever, or like doc said, I like the idea of in-game wagering because, you know, the Eagles go down and score even a field goal, let alone a touchdown early and take a lead get the Patriots at like a pick them or something. My goodness. Now you get both sides of the spectrum. You can play that. You can get interesting. Um, Donnie, or you, give me, what was or, that? Or you, or you could be like me last year when I got the Patriots at like plus 680. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I had I had the Patriots last year. Was absolutely ready to retweet out. Like guys, whoever took my play, I am absolutely sorry. I blew this football game. And what a great way to win money. Like, yeah. like you found the lottery ticket. Oh, the seriously. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Big time. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, Donnie, give me your outright winner and score prediction as of now. It can obviously change. 
as of right now, I would probably say it's going to be a close game come down to the fourth quarter. If I had to take it right now, you know, I'm going to be a little bit homerish. I'm still going to keep it under the total, but I'm going to say Eagles 24-21, but I can very easily see that score flipped around. I just think it's going to be close throughout. Two really good coaching staffs. I think they're going to keep the ball under wraps, limited possessions, play a clean game. And I think the refs are going to have a good game in this one, which is amazing. You know, don't call the ticky-tack 50-yard, you know, pass interference play. Don't call the holding call in a play that went up the middle for one yard. I think it's going to be a pretty clean game on a uh, national stage here. Lower scoring, keeping under the total. Three-point game, give me the Eagles. Why not? 24-21. I can definitely see that. Doc, what are you looking at? Uh, man, I'm going to go 24-21 New England. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. The 24-21 seems about right. I got yes, 23-20, 24-21. I'm, I'm right in that wheelhouse there. It's, it seems just about hard. Wouldn't it, it wouldn't shock you if it was like, uh, uh, no, that would be the, oh, like, yeah, no, I was like 27-24, but then you got your over. Like 24-21 sounds about right. It really does. Yeah, 21 at the half, I'll say, like, hey, at least I was close to it on one of the <laughs> <laughs> You know what, though? At least it would be entertaining as hell. That's exactly. you know, it'd, be, yep. it'd be very entertaining. Yep. Yeah, okay, let's have a little more fun with this one. Donnie, give me your Super Bowl MVP prediction. Super Bowl MVP prediction. If we're going to lean on the Eagles, so it's probably going to come from an Eagles side, and they never, ever, I don't, it doesn't even matter what happens typically, they never like to give it to a defender. So either one of those teams, if you're looking at, you take those out of the equations. If the Eagles are going to win this football game, it's going to have to be Nick Foles, right? It's going to have to go, what, 23 of 29, be real efficient, 275, two touchdowns. I can't see, you know, because the Eagles run so much, you know, packages with, you know, Corey Clement out there, Jay Ajay out there, and all those guys, you know, uh, and uh, LeGarrette Blunt. They're not going to get enough carries to be the MVP. So if we're, I'm going to pick a winner. I'm going to lean on the Eagles. It has to be Nick Foles. I just don't see it any other way. Get him at plus 325. Everyone's plus numbers except Brady's minus 125. So, Doc, <laughs> who's your – if they lose. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So who's your Super Bowl MVP, Doc? <laughs> Um, I'm going to roll with uh, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, plus plus 850. I like that. Yeah. By the way, this is a touchy subject for me because I had James White winning the MVP last year. I had that ticket. And uh, that was BS. I was like, I mean, granted, I took took New England like 650, 680 live, and I was like really happy. But I was like, James White should be the MVP, period. End of story. He was the MVP of that game. And complete bullshit, but whatever. I digress. That was garbage. All right, let's get into some prop bets. We're not going to go over every one of them as there are hundreds, like we said. But let's just have fun with some, and then maybe if you guys have a few more at the end, we can throw those out there. But we'll keep this simple. We'll start with Donnie and go Doc. We'll go back and forth. So, Donnie, heads or tails is both minus 105. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm, there's a lot of value here in this one. But I'm going to assume, like, let's just say the Eagles technically – or the away team in this one. So they're going to call it. Usually the away team calls tails. So get good mojo. I'll go with tails minus 105. What a great value play on that one. What about you, Doc? <laughs> tails never fails, man. <laughs> I, the reason why I wanted to ask this question is because right there, the analysis from you two on that was priceless. I actually love it. You broke it down by the Eagles. You have to break it down. Oh, that's just phenomenal. Um, another fun one, you know, if you want to DJ it out before the ball's even snapped, Donnie, Length of the national anthem over two minutes is minus one forty. Under is under two minutes is plus one hundred. It's been going about two oh five the last couple of years, but it's been trending down. It was going way longer before. And pink is singing, right? Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's pink singing that. So usually when you get like let's just say if you have like a Patty LaBelle, a Reef. 
Aretha Franklin, they're gonna belt it. Like they wanna hit those tones maybe for an extra three to four seconds. This is pink singing. So it's not really like an opera-esque, maybe a little bit quicker moving. I'll go a little contrarian. I'll keep it under the total of two minutes where I know they like the grandstand and do it a little bit more. But again, you don't have that R&B singer that's gonna really hit those notes. I'll go under since it's pink in this one. Yeah, and the average national anthem in the last 12 years is a minute 58.6. So keep that in mind. That right only. Wow. Doc, what are, you, what are you going with on this one? I really can't argue with Donnie's synopsis there. That was fantastic. <laughs> that, was, that was fucking fantastic. Uh, give me the under. There's a, lot of other, uh, there's a lot of other pink ones on here that just made me laugh. Like, she's not going to be swinging from the ceiling on the national anthem. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's just, water. Yep. that's just disrespectful. <laughs> she's not going to do that. But um, <laughs> team, team to score first. It's a little more fun. Eagles plus 115, Patriots minus 145. You already said the Eagles might win the toss, Donnie. Are you taking the plus 115? I'm going to say no. I mean, I, again, I just – the nerve side of it has to play a little bit into it. I know the Patriots haven't scored, and so easy to say. Well, the Patriots don't score in the first quarter, so if the Eagles do, they're going to win this bet. But I just look at saying, like, I think the Eagles might play it a little bit closer to the vest. And do you think Brady's going to take this? Let's just say the Patriots get the football. Is he nervous when he gets under center for his 100th straight Super Bowl? No. So I'm going to lean on taking the juice there. That's juiced for a reason, even though there is a little bit of value on the Eagles. But it's Brady. You can see him taking the ball and driving down for an opening field goal. I can see it. What about you, Doc? Yeah, he's got a good point, but the only thing is with the Patriots in the Super Bowl, the last seven haven't scored in the first quarter. You had to throw the seven part in there, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they uh, haven't scored in the first quarter? No, and all their oh, Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, all the Belichick Super Bowls. Yep, sure. Yeah, I, uh, I'd have to take the plus 115 if I, if I had to bet it. Interesting. That is very interesting. All right, Justin Timberlake, he's bringing sexy back at the halftime show. Uh, there's a ton of Nipplegate questions and Janet Jackson. We're not going to get into those. We can later, but we don't at this moment. But we know he likes to wear his little fedoras and other top hats and stuff. He likes to stay classy. Um, will Justin Timberlake be wearing a hat? Yes is plus 350. No is minus 600. So they're going heavy to the no. Are we taking the value on Justin Timberlake wearing a hat, Donnie? Yeah, does somebody know something on this one here? Because correct me if I'm wrong, half the time I see him here, he's got like a fedora on or messing around because he loves Michael Jackson, right? So he puts the hat on. He likes to do a spin move and throw it off there. I'm going to take the value. Give me a 350 on that one. Yeah, because it doesn't say he has to start with the hat. He just has to wear yeah, it. Yeah, just give me a hat anytime. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Doc? Man, I might slam this. Uh, yeah, plus 350. <laughs> Forget about the game itself. We're hammering this one. Yeah, this is a this is a this is a fucking max play if I've ever seen one. Um, also, max bet season in the the Super Bowl. Max bet season. I tell you what, though, man, I wish there was a prop. I wish there was a proper like. Is he gonna sing "Dick in the Box" for like plus a thousand? I'd fucking hammer that too. Well, they already have him. Will he cover a Prince song for yes minus one forty? No, it's even. So I think they got an inside track there. Yeah. That has to happen, right? He has would, to sing at least a riff of a Prince song. He has to. You would hope so. You would hope so. Um, yeah, I won't get into the rest of them. There's color shoes he's wearing, NSYNC, so many things. Like, you could really have fun with this. And if you have a lady watching the game with you that's you're trying to keep her entertained, have some fun with these because that's what they're all about. So um, let's go to the Gatorade bath, the traditional one. I don't know what the previous seven Super Bowls were, Doc. Maybe you got some analysis on this. But um, – <laughs> um, we got lime, green, or yellow, plus 225. Orange, 250. Red, 275. Clear or water, 275. Blue, plus 1,000. 
purple plus 1,000. So they're all plus odds. Donnie, if you had to just throw it out there, Eagles, you'd imagine green, right? Yeah, you would. I was looking at the bet online. They actually didn't even have one for green or lemon lime at that point. But you would think somehow, some way. So I know I saw the uh, uh, Mills interview on uh, opening night. And, you know, he has the green hair. And they asked him, Katie Nolan asked him, you know, what's going to be? He's like, it's going to be green. I could actually effort if the Eagles went from the Eagle side to grab the green dump it there. I think it's so you know, like nonchalant on the Patriots sideline. I think they just grab anything, like even like a bottle of water and just, you know, maybe yeah. spritz Bill Belichick with because it's, they're so used to doing it. But, yeah, why not go with the lemon line? Why not? It is the favorite technically. So, Doc, what are you looking at on this? Yeah, I'd have to go with the blue for plus 1,000. I'd probably just slam the blue. <laughs> I love this. Um, all right. Now, this one, the odds seem very odd for me here. Al Michaels is kind of a – you know, he's on the, the, the Mount Rushmore broadcasters for us degenerates out there. Um, the Will Al Michaels referred to the spread of the game, yes, plus 110, no, minus 150. First off, this is a sketchy situation because he there. finds ways to refer to it without flat out saying, you know, plus four and a half. So what is the Constitution of referred to the spread of the game? That's where I'm curious. But Donnie, yes or no? Yeah, I'm going to assume, Bubba, that that means he actually has to say they're coming in here as a four and a half point favorite, which you could see him early on in the telecast, you know, slipping that one in there. Nobody really like getting upset with it. But the fact that that's only plus one tenner, that's actually an underdog there. I'm wondering if there was like a conscious effort from like Roger Gale saying this is a, you can get away with it on Monday night or Sunday night football, but we don't want to bring gambling in because we don't really know if we want it yet or how it's going to come in here. But I'm going to take it and say yes, because he is a gambler. We know late in the game how many times it says, ooh, that made a lot of people Wait, happy. Can't... He's definitely going to do that. But but I could see it early in the game when... where he said, you know, Philadelphia coming in here is a four and a half point, like right in that opening monologue. Yeah, because when he gets nervous when his bet's on the line, that's when those terms, him and Brent Musburger, things start flying that he probably didn't plan on saying to begin with. Doc, yes or no? Yeah, he'll, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yes, definitely. The way I look at it, NBC doesn't get the Super Bowl again for another three or four years. He might not even be around by then, so what does he care? <laughs> he might he might go to Vison with Brent. You never know. Yeah, he'd be perfect there. Guys in the desert. Um, okay, this one is interesting to me because it doesn't specify from the start of the game. It just says February fourth, the entire day. How many total Trump tweets on February fourth? Over five is minus one forty. Under five is plus one hundred. Unless someone knows something, this thing's like the easiest money you can make on the day. Donnie. I'm going to say, I mean, he likes the tweet and you know, he's going to be involved And the fact that it's all day, because I know I saw a couple of them saying, you know, what's he going to tweet during the game? I don't know how much tweeting he'll do during the game, but you can almost for sure when he is going to give his wake up tweet. And then, you know, maybe before the game he's going to tweet out, good luck to everybody, maybe Brady, you know, their boys with, uh, you know, Belichick and, you know, Robert Kraft, maybe he gives them a little bit of bump, but you know, for sure, after the game, you're automatically getting that tweet. Let's just say the Philadelphia Eagles win. Can't wait to see the Eagles at the White House, even if they're not going to come or not. But if the Patriots win, I could see him going on one of those riffs with like, you know, three, four, five tweets of, I remember when Tom, I wrote that letter to him and he wrote me back. And I remember when I met Bill Belichick. If the Patriots win this one, you might see that over hit rather easily. Yeah, I'll say, this seems pretty, since it's all day, yeah. he's already going to wake up with like two about North Korea or South Korea. Oh, yeah, or something. yeah, some memo coming out in the morning and get ready for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's already yeah. happening. So, Doc, this is this Max Bet season? 
Well, this is an easy, easy correlated parlay here. Uh, <laughs> easy. Um, I mean, if the if the like Donnie said, if the Patriots win, he's going to be like, I'm going to tell you what, Tom, he's a winner. Bill, he's a winner. Those guys are great. Come by my White House anytime. This is a total correlated parlay. Well, uh, you could parlay this with the Patriots money line. And it's yes, correct. Yeah, you could, and it's a fucking slam dunk if the Patriots win. So, like, here's a couple of easy ones you could parlay with. Um, how many times will the temperature outside the stadium be mentioned during the broadcast? Over one is minus one forty. Um, how many times will Robert Kraft be shown on TV during the broadcast? Over two and a half is minus two hundred. They show him like every time they score a touchdown. So, yeah, you're right. like, some of those are easy. But um, will Tom Brady win the regular season and the Super Bowl MVP? Yes, minus 120. No, minus 120. Don't see odds like that every day. But I just thought it was interesting because, you know, they're already basically giving him the season MVP. You're basically you're betting against two things happening. Donnie, what do you think? I mean, I get, I'm looking – like, I'm an odds guy. And, like, I like to read lines. And the fact that that's two things and not even one. Like, I could see if it was win the MVP, it's minus 120. But the fact is that – you already know he won the MVP for the season. I'm going to say, you know, I hate to say yes because, you know, do they just give it to Brady if he goes for 25, for 35, for 425 yards, four touchdowns, and they lose? But, hey, Brady, we just give it to him anyway at this point. Minus 120 for a double shot like that, that tells me something. I'll take the yes on that one, yeah. What about what about you, Doc? Yeah, easy correlated parlay here as well. Yeah. Uh, parlay this with the Patriots play line. Oh, Jesus. Um, we saw both of these teams in their championship weekend complete or attempt at least, attempt flea flickers. I believe the Patriots did it twice, or the Eagles did it. I can't remember now. Um, will there be a flea flicker? Yes, plus 400, no, minus 700. We'll start with you, Doc. What do you think? I'd have to go yes. It's plus 400. Why not? I mean, one, I mean you got two teams that, that have done it. Yeah, I'd take the, I'd take the yes at plus 400. What about you, Donnie? I'm, I'm, I would never bet this, but I'm just, you know, <laughs> if I had to and it was free, you know, I'm not going to lay 700 on a prop at seven, lay 700 yes. to win 100. But I would actually say no in this point, just because the simple fact that they both run flea flickers. And then the Super Bowl, it's not really, I mean, I, I guess you could say it, and it's good value if you take it the other way. But the fact that the Eagles just ran one, I think they put it all together. And I just see Brady not worrying about, you know, flea flicker and running, uh, you know, some trick plays out there. But, again, I would never bet minus 700. I don't recommend it. But if I had a free wager in there, I'd probably just go no. no. Doc, who is the first touchdown scorer of the game? Uh, you know what? Um, I got a funny feeling about this one. And um, I'm going to go uh, Rex Burkhead. God damn it. That's the one I wanted to throw out there. Plus 1,400. I love that. Yeah. I like Rex I think I think Rex, I think Rex Burkhead because he's solid in pass protection. I think you're going to see a lot of Rex Burkhead this game. That's a great call, Donnie. Who is your first touchdown scorer? Of the game? I mean, I'll probably keep it simple here. I think the Patriots. You know, I told you earlier they scored first, so I'll keep it on the same wavelength. I can just see Gronk split out wide left, somehow getting caught up with like Nigel Bradham when he shouldn't be out there with him. Just an easy layup on the outside. I know it's chalky, and it's, you know, but that's just what they do with the Patriots, and it's hard to stop. Still plus 750. I don't care if it's shocking or not. It's good yeah, exactly. odds. So yep, yeah, I, th I think that's probably going to be a decent one there. So, Doc, I'm assuming that means Burkhead's your first Patriots touchdowns plus 650. You have Gronk at plus 400. We'll skip to the Eagles. 
Donnie, who was the first touchdown scorer for the Eagles? I'm going to go to – we'll keep a tight end. I mean, I, they like to do that in the red zone. Zach Ertz is usually going to get a lot of volume down there. If And uh, I'll take that one there. I, again, it's too easy to say, oh, they get the ball in the one-yard line. It's LeGarrette Blunt. I see Zach Ertz going to catch that first touchdown for the Eagles. What about you, Doc? I'm going to go wild card here. I'm going Corey Clement. I love that. Yeah, there you go. I like it. Plus 1,000. I was looking to either Clement or have some fun with it, um, Torrey Smith, because, you know, they'll pound it, pound it, and just throw in deep. Plus I, like I like that, too. Give me, give me Trey some. Burton on the side, you know, sneaking in there. Double yeah, tight end set. Exactly. See, it's going to get something weird always happens. Um, yeah. Longest touchdown, over 43 and a half yards, minus 115, under minus 115. Donnie, what do you got? Was it longest touchdown? Oh, I'm actually going to go under in this one. I think it was one of the stats. I don't know if uh, Dahl can verify this one. Maybe, I don't think the Patriots had over a 40-yard play in Super Bowls with Tom Brady. Uh, behind center. I just don't say I just see more of a short passing game. Maybe Torrey Smith is the only one that can actually get deep and get through there. But I don't think I'm, how many times you see the Patriots get beat deep random on like a 60 yard bomb. I don't see it happening. I'll say it's a little bit more of a dink dunk game. I'll go under on this one. What about you, Doc? Yeah, I agree with you under there. Yeah. Yep. This one's intriguing to me because I already mentioned a few times I really respect this Eagles defense and the way they can force turnovers. Total interceptions for Tom Brady over a half. So basically one pick or more, plus 120. Under is minus 150. I'm taking the plus 120. Doc, what are you taking? God, man, I'd hate to, but I got to go with over over a half. Got to. He's going to yeah. – I, I mean, this, this Eagles, this Eagles uh, defense, man, they're, they're so fast. They got a lot of good team speed. A lot of athletic, a lot of athleticism, no doubt. I'd take the over and a half. What about you, Donnie? Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be – I mean, it's not just like a Tom Brady just throwing a dart right into the stomach of like a linebacker. I mean, it's very – I mean, just getting an interception half the time is just a tip ball at the line of scrimmage, a wide receiver bobbles and it goes up in the air. I'll take the value. Yeah, I'll go over a half. It's only one of them. And, again, how about at the end of the first half where the yard line just chucking one up in the end zone? I'll take the over half. I think it's good value. Sure. Yeah. Another one I like a lot, total rushing yards for Tom Brady. Over two and a half is minus 115. Under is minus 115. We know he likes to – he's going to have at least two or three sneaks for a yard each, let alone yeah. – it seems to run in the Super Bowl. So, uh, Donnie, you going with yes on this? Over? Yeah, I'm going yes on that. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head right there. They're going to do a lot of hurry up, I believe, in this game to try to catch the Eagles defense, you know, wear them out that front four there. And who's better at the third and one? Let's fire it up to the line and get three the four yards on a quarterback sneak. Give me the over on Tom Brady. Doc? Yeah, I totally agree, man. Um, even if it's not a quarterback sneak, he'll find a way to escape pressure and maybe get that two to three yards that he needs. Yeah, I take the over. Didn't he have, like, a big run last year of, like, 15, 16 yards? I feel, I, I feel like I remember him running for days last year. Yeah, it was something ridiculous. Yeah. Kid, kid um, amazing. This one's a little different for me because Foles seems to crumble when pressure's coming around from what I remember. Total rushing yards for Foles is only over one and a half, minus 130, under is plus 100. Donnie. You, you know what? Normally you would be right on that to me, saying, you know, he's really slow and he never runs. But if you notice in the last three to four games, the Eagles really put in the run pass option. Now, he hasn't run it yet, but I can see one of those things where, you know, he just puts it in the stomach and just runs just to say, you know what? Why don't we run just so they see that in formation and picks up? Even if he gets two or three yards, it's so low at the one and a half. And he doesn't really sneak the ball either. But since they've implemented that run pass option, I think he might pull one down for like two to three yards at one point. Very possible. Doc, what do you think? Uh, man, I'm 
Ah, uh, man, something tells me about this. I, I kind of like the under. Um, it's one, one I, and a half. Uh, it's one and a half. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's, yeah. I, I, the only thing is with Patricia, they've had two weeks to prepare for this. And they say if Foles is going to run in the RPO, um, they're going to have all those all those formations and stuff. All Patricia has to do is call up to the to the, to the signal caller and say, "Yeah, we 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 want to spy Foles." That's that's it. So, and the interesting thing was with either one of these teams, just wait for the kneel down for a minus one to one and a half yards when you have this prop bet. Just be beware yeah, that's of that. Bad. That's bad fantasy stuff. I remember getting that with Mike Vick where he'd go for 101 rushing yards in the day and take three knees and you lose the bone. Oh, man, that's bad memories. Yeah. <laughs> Just be right. Don't count this prop bet until the game is over. That's all that's I want to true. say. That's absolutely um, true. This is free reign to either one of you guys. Any other? I know, Doc, you had another prop bet. Did you want to mention that? Yeah, right now on, um, on Bookmaker – Total quarterback sacks by both teams is the over four and a half is minus one ten. Um, I can't find it on five dimes, but usually five dimes has more flexibility with that. If I could uh, get maybe an over five or over five and a half for a nice, uh, you know, positive EV vet, I'd probably take a shot with that. I still like over four and a half at minus one ten. I think Brady's going to get sacked at least twice. I think uh, – or three times, I think Foles is going to get sacked. Um, or Brady could get sacked five times, and I could just be fucking miserable all night. But either way, I, I like this prop to cash. Four and a half, I think we're going to see some sacks in this game. Any other props you're looking at, uh, Donnie? Yeah, got a couple quick ones there. Um, bringing back up Corey Clement in this one, his first rushing carry to be over three and a half yards. If you watch Philadelphia Eagles a lot, he's not really in rundown situations per se. He's that type of guy who's going to come in on third down a lot of the time. And let's just say it's third and 10, maybe early in the game, third and 12 when he's in, just stick the ball in his chest. He runs for about four to five yards up the middle just to give a little bit of breathing room there. I like that over. That sits at plus 120 at bet online. And an interesting one that I like, if you know, a lot of people look towards Las Vegas and say, man, how do they always get these lines correct well if you're one of those believers there in the over under let's just say is 48 the prop bet that i like there is going to give you 46 47 48 49 and 50 if the game lands on any one of those numbers that's plus 550 so obviously lay down 100 bucks and win 550 if the game lands on one of those numbers and the last one just a little bit of a fun one on the national anthem does pink start holding the microphone or will it be in the actual microphone stand it's minus 145 i'm going to go with the stand a little bit more classier of a look and you know you go back to the whitney houston days and the people that really belted out they're not holding the microphone they let it you know, breathe and they can just talk into it. So I'll take the heavy juice on 145 on that one. There. I like it. I like it. Any other ones for you, Doc? Uh, no, but I do like that. I, I like that Clement. And uh, Donnie, I, I got a question for you. If Clement does not have a rushing attempt, that that uh, bet is null. You will lose that wager. Yes. You will yep, lose yes. it. You will lose it. Okay. Um, yeah. I think he'll carry the ball, though. I think we're going to see a nice little bit of Corey Clement. So that's a nice one. I like that. Yeah, there's there's a bunch like we we said. There's a ton we have not even mentioned. I like I always I didn't even look at. I love the over field goals in any of these close games. Give me like you get one before the half. The Patriots seem to win with the field goals. You're gonna get. I see the dome. Yeah, yeah. It's usually around three and a half, four and a half field goals. If it's three and a half, I like the over for sure in that one. I, I like field goals in these games, so um, that's what I like. And New England, New, 
New England Patriots over over two and a half field goals is plus two fifty on bet online. At, at, give, uh, give, give me the over on that one. Give yeah, me I the like over. That. I like that. Roskowski, ring it in. But all right, gentlemen, this was awesome. Great, great, great time. Everybody, go check out uh, Doc as always on Twitter at positive underscore big. You got my man Donnie. He's on Twitter at right side NVP. Go check him out. He's doing his thing over there. Um, a lot of good content. Go check out thesportsdegens.com at thesportsdegens. And, guys, good luck this weekend. Enjoy the game. It, at, at worst, this should be a really good game. And that's all we're hoping. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's going to be happy on this podcast yeah. on Monday, that's for sure. Exactly. And, I, t- um, I, t- I tell you what, I have uh, – and Donnie knows this. I have nothing but respect for this Eagles team. They're a solid roster. They're deep, extremely – I mean, and you know what? If the Patriots don't win and Philly gets their first in uh, Lombardi trophy, couldn't be happier for him. So good luck, Donnie. I appreciate it. And the best thing about Philadelphia winning besides Donnie getting a championship is our boy Tweedy gets one too. So, you know. Yeah. Tweedy will be on Broad Street after the game. You can bank on that. You'll get some motion selfies on that. There won't be there, there there won't there won't be enough Crisco and Vaseline on light poles to keep him down. It'll be ridiculous. Um, but with that being said, everybody, thanks for listening. Good luck this weekend, gentlemen. Finish with Bubba, episode sixty-seven, Super Bowl fifty-two preview in the books. Catch you guys next time.